Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. I just want to welcome you guys to a bonus episode. Larry and I are keeping busy launching new shows. And one of those shows that we're proudly here to present is Invisible Walls. It's a show all about breakthroughs. If you're looking to become a master or perfect your life in every aspect, it is our only show that is non-game centric. And this is a demo. It is actually our second episode. And for longtime listeners with our special guest, Derek Liu. This time, we're talking about martial arts. So please enjoy, and if you like it, go find us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts under Invisible Walls. You can also find the link on the show notes. Subscribe right now. Hope you enjoy. So guys, welcome to Invisible Walls. This is our second episode of the podcast that is all about breakthrough. I'm Larry Charles, half the team, other half on the other side of the, if I can just break through. Uh, you can't touch give me. me some. No, give me some. All right, here we go. Now we can. Uh, this is Brandon Fan. Welcome to our second episode uh, of Breakthroughs or Invisible, invisible walls. walls. Man, I keep saying Invisible Walls. I want to say Invisible Ball to the Walls. <laughs> Maybe next time. Next time we will create that. But uh, we're going to introduce our second guest of the show. Mm-hmm. This is a well-known guest from our other show, Game Dev Unchained, and many other events that we've yeah. thrown together like G-Ducks. But this is a clear Im- uh, demonstration that game developers actually have other things that they like doing, yeah, one hundred percent, and are experts at. Right? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say that with a lot of confidence. So with Derek Liu on board, I think he's about to come on. Let's see. Do you hear us, Derek? I do. Hello. Uh, what's up, Derek? Perfect. Welcome back. For Thank the first you. time. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> And so uh, the topic today is, of course, martial arts, right? And I think it'd be a perfect time to talk how that has been a part of your life. Yeah. So I just just get started with my history, I guess. Mm -hmm. So um, I first started practicing martial arts, I think, about 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was when I was living in New York, uh, the first thing I ever took was Hapkido lessons, which I kind of came f- to that martial art by uh, playing Virtua Fighter and being like, which style looks cool? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I really liked um, Aoi. She does all the, she does like the Aikido and the, the wrist locks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I found a school that seemed to have like a mix of that and kicking, which is basically what Hapkido is. Um, and I did that for like a year and a half, but I didn't end up liking the school that much. And what I found afterwards was this Chinese Kung Fu school, mm-hmm. which um, what they teach, it's called Six Harmony Natural Style. 
or I'm probably going to botch the Chinese, but in Chinese, it's something like Liu He Ziran Men. And I studied that for about <laughs> five. <laughs> Everything sounds legit in Chinese Kung Fu if you say it in Chinese.、Yeah. Um, but I studied that there for five years or so. And I would say、yeah. that kind of performs the, the basis of most of what I would like, consider myself as a martial artist.、Um, and what happened after that was I moved to the West Coast.、Um, so I had to basically just I practice on my own. Uh, what I would do, I, was, I would go to the park and just kind of drill what I remember. Because there's still like tons of stuff that I knew from that school that I knew I was still not good at.、Yeah. And I kind of didn't want to find a new school,、uh, at least right away, because、uh, of time constraints and money and all that stuff. So I just went to the park、um, in the morning, like really early in the morning, to just practice for like an hour, hour and a half.、Mm. And now I do that, you know, I try to do it. Most days of the week. So it's maybe four to five times a week、oh, wow. uh, that I go in the morning. That's a good commitment.、Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. And、uh, I actually started teaching someone in the park about three years ago, this、um, African American gentleman, my friend Warren. He's 67 or 68 now. Wow. He just started watching me doing my thing. He's like, What are you doing? And I was explaining to him, he's saying, Oh, cool. Do you teach? And I was saying,、uh, No. But if you bring some sneakers and some sweatpants, I'll show you some stuff. And he's been showing up ever since.、Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the most recent development is about seven months ago in LA, I started taking lessons at、um, uh, a Russian martial, with a Russian martial arts school,、mm-hmm. um, learning、uh, Sistema.、Um, the this instructor is actually British. His name's、um, Martin Wheeler. And that's been really, really interesting, kind of complement to what I had before with、uh, my Chinese Kung Fu. So that's like, in a nutshell, my history. Yeah,、uh, that's good history. It's the fact that you're even giving back and teaching.、Uh, I don't know if you're charging or not, but just anybody who has ever gotten any life experience, found value, and then shared,、mm-hmm. like, there's always a respect that I have for that. Uh, in, in regards to this podcast about being about breakthrough, I want to try to identify some key points in your life where. You know that the things that you've learned from martial arts, like directly maybe contributed to happiness or success or just a better outcome than what assumedly would have happened had you not had the martial arts experience or the、mm-hmm. relationships with other martial artists, et cetera. So, is there like a key moment in your life where you're like, man, I, I know for sure, had I not known what I knew at、yeah. this time, this would have gone way different? Like,、yeah. can we start with like the obvious was the use of a martial art in your life? Yeah, I don't think there's any like, Exciting story. Like, I've never、no, gotten、fine. like a real fight with anyone. But I mean, just for physical well being, there's、mm. just no comparison to me before taking martial arts and like since.、Mm. Because,、uh, like, for example, when I first took those Hapkido lessons, the first week or so, just from doing basic kicks, I just I literally could barely walk down the street because my,、mm. my thighs were killing me so much. And Uh, I was in New York. I, I realized that、um, like, just going up the subway stairs is way easier. I could just like. And then after I started taking lessons at the Chinese Kung Fu、uh, school, even after that class, my legs hurt again, even though I'd already been taking classes for like a year, because I guess they just worked me that much harder.、Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just a lot of the,、um, the lessons that you learn from taking martial arts, which are like just the. The slow incremental improvement of a thing.、Uh, 
um, that's a really good lesson because the thing that I like about Kung Fu or martial arts in general is that um, over time you see the increases, but like day to day, it's really, really hard to, to see that. Um, but the, the other thing I say about it is that it's one of the only sort of creative things that I do where I kind of don't have to look at when I'm bad by what I mean is like, if I'm editing something like a trailer, like the rough cut, I'm looking at it, I'm like, ah, this is terrible. But like, mm -hmm. if I do like a bad punch or a bad kick, it's it's over as soon as it's done. So mm -hmm. I can just move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, it's a good lesson in like, just it's, you know, it's cliche, but like, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, and yeah. just having something that I can focus on each time and take like a little lesson from each class and be like, okay, I learned a little bit of this. I learned a little bit of this and just adds up over time. And it's a, it's a really good feeling just to have just like a little spark of, ah, like this mm. thing clicked this one moment. Yeah. Um, even if there's like one like second out of an hour class, um, it's really valuable. Yeah. I definitely want to spend this time to like, not only get to know, your background and what the meaning of martial art means just to Derek, but to, to everyone at this table too, because I don't really know too much all of, of all of us right here <laughs> around this table. So, because Larry, I don't know too much of details about your back. I know you did sure. boxing as a kid, but kind of like it'd be great for the viewers and listeners to kind of hear your background sure. in martial arts as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I don't know when or how martial arts was introduced in my life, but it was like instantly fell in love. Mm -hmm. um, maybe Karate Kid, Daniel LaRusso, Cobra Kai, like the original, not the YouTube yeah. version. Uh, I remember I had like a Karate Kid birthday party. I was maybe like five or six, something yeah. like that. Like had the little headbands and everything. But I've just always been enthralled by martial arts, Bruce Lee mm -hmm. especially. And then even more so like Jim Kelly seeing like a brown skin action hero, mm -hmm. not just like a Dolomite or a Shaft, but like mm -hmm. a badass who like knew martial arts was doing the like yeah, all, yeah, yeah. I was heavily influenced by media, mm -hmm. I would say in the 80s, because yeah. what do you have to look at, like yeah. for reference, a lot of WWE, you know, yeah. it was my favorite, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, yeah. you know, uh, anything Bruce Lee-esque, I was all about it. Yeah, I would say that uh, I also had a lot of bullying when I was younger, I'm a very big kid, mm -hmm. and so that usually meant that like people didn't know that I was like 11, mm -hmm. thinking I was 14, mm -hmm. people didn't know that I was 8, thinking I was 12, mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, you just out in parks, out playing basketball or whatever, and shit gets heated, oh, especially shit. back in the East Coast, Hartford, Connecticut. We're uh, talking about, like, fists being thrown oh, and man, stuff? It's, I mean, you, you got into fights. Like, yeah. But it's, it's like, it's not pushing. adolescent fights, okay. right? Like, it wasn't like, I didn't have any, like, real beat down, like, 20 people trying to mess me up. It's like not chest at, to not chest. That age. This was just like, two kids might, like, mess you up real quick. You go home bloody bruised, but yeah. you're not broken bones. You're not hospital. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that kind of stuff. It right. was just survival of the fittest in the ghetto but yeah. you know there were still limitations nobody tried to kill me yeah, yeah nobody yeah. tried to like bang my head in the like cement right right like, it, it was like but it was fucking like, with you yeah. it was like let's beat this kid's ass yeah uh so my martial arts career legitimately i would say started when my father put me in boxing as like a response to i didn't really know how to defend myself very well i was big so i could like push and wrestle and like yeah but i didn't know proper form for punching i didn't know about base i didn't yeah. know about stamina i didn't know about lining up targets or any yeah. any sort of diffusionary techniques whatsoever mm -hmm. uh so mainly i give my credit to boxing first because prior to boxing parents both very busy i'm moving between parents never really in one place for more than a year and a half mm -hmm. 
you're not going to get very far in any sort of martial arts system mm -hmm. if that's your commitment level. Like mm -hmm. when my mom's finally free from work, she can take me to Tang Sudo. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I got a yellow belt. Oh, I moved to dad's house. Yeah. Now I'm in United Studios Self-Defense. Oh, I got a yellow belt. Oh, nope. Now I'm back to mom mm -hmm. and white belt all over. Right, 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 right. Boxing, though, is like, look, we're going to teach you like eight punches. Mm -hmm. And then everything after that is defense. When, how, what mm -hmm. to do, situational. There was no katas. There was no... There was no like advanced level of like things I had to memorize other than you learn these punches, yeah. learn how to use the punches, learn when to use the punches, learn yeah. what to look for. It was like it was very easy to get into super low barrier of entry, yeah. deep pool to master. Mm -hmm. So that's why I took the boxing very well was because that skill set never had to reset. I could yeah. always apply it. Right. Started with boxing, loved any sort of like flashy kicking like um, Taekwondo. Mm. So I wanted to take Taekwondo. I still want to get my black belt in Taekwondo. Moving forward to as an adult, uh, I'm now in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I just mm. recently started at Art of Jiu-Jitsu in Costa mm. Mesa, California. So shout mm. out to those guys mm. over there at AOJ. Got a couple of world champions, or I think one black, one brown belt turned black belt world champion there. So mm. shout out to all the guys at AOJ. Thanks for putting up with my mm. not knowing what to do, but also <laughs> being very big, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is very dangerous in yeah. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I love those guys over there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much my career. My goal is by the time I'm 60, my retirement job is to teach kids how to defend themselves, mm. how to correct the mistakes that... I had to live through without knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I would love to be black belt in Taekwondo, black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and obviously still keeping my boxing. And if anybody ever wants to mess with me, mm -hmm. whole different story now versus back then. Right, right, right. So that's that's my uh, my spiel. Right. I mean that that leads uh, actually to what I ask most martial artists is like, do they ever have to use it on the street? Like uh, the last Invisible Walls, we didn't plan for this, but I had an old friend. Who witnessed my first and only real fight, and uh, that's the truth of it. It's it's a lot like uh, uh, a fight. Uh, what do you call it? Fight club, mm -hmm. where nobody really fights mm -hmm. anymore, right? Unless you really are looking for trouble. I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you had to fight in the streets? You're asking me. Yeah, yeah. I'm asking you, Derek. The, the the closest thing that I can think of is you know because I just I just haven't lived in dangerous places i guess or you know just not been in those situations but the the closest thing was uh so when i walked to the park early in the morning um I, it, it's like not quite a mile anyway so i'm walking to the park and i hear this like rustling in the bushes behind me oh, and then this, Final this guy random come... encounter. <laughs> Final <laughs> right. encounter. <laughs> Basically, this guy comes out. This this white guy comes out. He's got no shirt on, and it was like oh, you know, 50, 50 sixty flight, degrees. Yeah. 50, 60 degrees, and he's coming coming out. I'm like, oh, huh, maybe this is a guy jogging with no shirt on, and and then, mm -hmm. but I'm still like looking, and he's like clearly headed straight towards mm -hmm. me, and I'm like, hmm, and then <laughs> it, that's the moment where it's like, is this really happening? And I hear him like mumbling. He's like, he's like, shirt, shirt. And, and I was thinking, oh my God, does he want my shirt? Like my, my jacket that I was wearing. Mm. And then he just kept getting closer. And as soon as he got closer, I just started running. Oh. <laughs> I was like, nope, peace. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, yeah. I just, I didn't even run that far, but I started running. Yeah. And then yeah. I like looked back and he wasn't following me. I'm like, okay, okay. Very good. That's, Smart that, move. that's that. <laughs> Smart move. Uh, that's actually like the probably the most realistic scenario where you ever because we grew up watching these kung fu movies 
And anytime anybody engages with us, our answer is to use Tiger Claw or like everything that we've learned <laughs> in our repository is like, finally, I'm going to, no, but more, most realistically, if someone's running at me shirtless, I'm thinking bath salts. <laughs> I'm thinking this dude <laughs> is going to bite my face off yeah. and I'm getting the fuck out of here. My, Florida my first, man, not yeah, it's, it's not worth getting zombie yeah. scratch yeah. and being infected, right? And I honestly, yeah. I advise anybody who even is a mar well, martial artist knows first and foremost, but in the regular public now where we're in the MMA era where everyone knows a little bit of something uh, to just go just leave the scene yeah. dude. because you don't know yeah. if that dude has other shirtless dudes in those bushes you know you might be uh, gang attacked or, or like somebody might be you know sneaking yeah. up from behind you you have no idea what's going on and it's not like the movies at all things can go really bad really fast yeah we're in the era of public pride smashing yeah is what i call it yeah. like an altercation starts cameras whip out there has to be a conclusion or else both of you have your pride smashed. Like, oh, pussy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crowd is egging people on. Yeah. No one is there to like, I don't want to say no, because there are good, there are good people out there who will like try to defuse situations. But I hate that I'm seeing like public pride smashing, which is egging on. these. I actually feel like, safer if there's a crowd around me and I have to fight, you know okay. what I mean? Versus me. Mono y mano, yeah. and no one else to witness this. Like I could die. And, I, in that scenario, in that scenario if the two yeah. outcomes are a fight is going to happen regardless. You're saying you do feel safer in a in a, a crowd yeah, that yeah, I know. Can, like all right, someone here, not gonna, their crowd, right? Yeah, if it's yeah. the fighters' crowd, then yeah, yeah. of course I yeah, feel yeah. in danger. Yeah. But if it's like the general public, random people gathering, I feel like all right, we have a ring. <laughs> we have a fucking ring. <laughs> At now. some point, someone's going to be like, he's had enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just it man them down, you know. I guess what I what I'm getting at with the public pride smashing is that like somebody loses and it's like oh it's all over the internet, yeah, it's yeah. all over their Facebook, yeah, yeah. it's all over Twitter for yeah. months and weeks and months and yeah. weeks, years potentially. Yeah. They could be hounded or shamed or humiliated, and that I see that as like pushing people to go too far right. because they don't have a restraint or they, yeah. they don't want the outcome to be like, oh, damn, everyone's going to watch me catch this L. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's one perspective. The other that's, perspective that's is like, happening. watch to catch me on this W. W. <laughs> it's like, someone, get this. <laughs> someone get this, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but of course, I've only been in one fight. And like you said, it's mostly for self-discipline, fitness, and just uh, meditation, man. I, I These are things that when I grew up doing martial arts, I didn't really appreciate as much until later. Because everything that I've done in my career, personal fitness, has stemmed off from my early years uh, dabbling mm -hmm. in martial arts. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, though, like my adult years, it's been harder to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. Because obviously you go to your default if I need to keep up my cardio go jogging real quick yeah, yeah. and then if i need to do my strength fitness i would go to the gym but then martial art would be the third thing that i would do to like think about agility or uh, all this other stuff but it is like the foundation to cover all bases yeah. and i should really be starting my day with that but for some reason i guess unless you're bruce lee you, it's harder to do it by yourself yeah. uh, like even with punching my dummy it's, it doesn't feel the same yeah. um, I, th I think mm. Yeah, go ahead. Something I didn't mention before is the other thing that's really taught me is how to 
be relaxed in kind of normal everyday life. Yeah. Um, and the I think that uh, a lot of us sort of compartmentalize when our relaxation happens. So it's kind of like okay, it's it's yoga class. I mean, I don't I don't take yoga, and I don't know people who like a lot of people take yoga, so I can't like actually speak for them. But mm. the, from what I see from like the culture, it seems like it's like okay, meditation and yoga. That's when you relax. Yeah. And then every other time, it's busy, busy, busy. Yeah. But like in martial arts, a thing that you learn, or at least I learned, was that when your body is like tense and hard mm. like this. Mm-hmm. then you get tired so fast mm-hmm. and for a lot of us that's kind of like our everyday like at the computer we're like eh. because yeah. the the thing that i learned is basically i feel like everyone is pretty tense all the time and they don't mm-hmm. even realize it um and i get this when i'm teaching my friend warren like if i see him, him punching and he looks really stiff and i'm saying like look if your goal right now is to uh like i don't know hold your your hand out like this mm-hmm. you know you don't need to go like Ugh! yeah you know yeah. you can just you just have it there and Relax. it's the same thing is accomplished yeah. so just having those lessons of like oh actually everything kind of doesn't take very much effort at all like yeah. opening mm-hmm. like a really giant glass door at a building you know you could be like Ugh! or yeah. like putting a, a car trunk down like this you could be mm-hmm. like Ugh! or you could just yeah. be like Hands are here, and you just kind of like move your body down a little bit, and it'll just mm-hmm. go because your body has all this weight to it yeah. that'll just do everything. Mm-hmm. And just so much of it is like, oh yeah, arms relaxed. Why am why am I not like this all the time? So then, yeah. just the more I think about it, it's like, oh, I'll just even like be in the shower sometimes mm-hmm. and be like, I'm like, why am oh, why am I so? <laughs> this, is, this should be the most relaxing place to be in. Why are my shoulders all weird? So you I'm must like, be taking those cold water showers. <laughs> well, actually, that that's funny you say that because that's like um, a good test of like being able to relax. Is like, oh, dude. if you're actually taking a cold shower and just be like, all right, we're gonna Bruh. we're gonna unpack this. All right, we're gonna unpack this. You're digging have, right into it. Right I have something. That, I have something I want to yeah, get yeah, to yeah. first because there's a perfect segue. You talking about tension, relaxation. One of the things that I want to tell all our listeners about is somebody who has experienced martial arts, like it's part of my life. Um, I look at a squirrel mentality and I see that in people of the like everything that a squirrel does, there's 50 percent of it is I need to get away from danger and 50 percent of it is goal. Mm -hmm. So like they take a couple steps, look around, a couple more steps, a couple more steps, hop, 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 hop. Then they finally get their nut. Then. Their acorn, <laughs> you know what I mean. Then they go back. <laughs> then they go back and they put their their acorn in the stash or whatever. Yeah. But in humans, it's the same thing. A lot of people are so afraid or so you know concerned about confrontation and danger that they spend a lot of their time going into a room and like looking around or like not feeling safe or staying to the edge or staying in the groups or always living themselves in a lifestyle where they're like trying to maintain safety, mm-hmm. not because they can defend themselves, but because they can't. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they're trying to do everything they can to avoid conflict. The people who don't look me in the eyes when I say hello, or who try to just mm-hmm. like act like something bad that's happening right next to them is totally not there. And they right. do the like ghost face, like yeah. dead ahead stare yeah. when literally two First people right next Larry. to them are about yeah. to get into a fight. <laughs> that like mentality of, of just, I'm so unsafe and yeah. so un- so insecure in my ability to be safe yeah. that I'm always under stress. I'm right. always under tension. Right. What I found in martial arts is like, if trouble finds me, trouble's going to find me. I yeah. may not be prepared for that first punch. Yeah. 
but I for damn sure have more experience and I will be more comfortable dealing with the rest of them mm-hmm. than somebody who has no experience and is going to get punched anyway yeah. and then has no way or no ability or no understanding of combat and then mm-hmm. they still have to deal with those same next punches or that next conflict or the mm-hmm. next danger. And so I feel like martial arts in general just allows me to live my life way more comfortably because one of the biggest threats or fear of threats uh, of from somebody just having a bad day wanting to take it out on me, somebody trying to rob me, somebody... I'm not saying I'm Superman or anything like that. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying I just go into every situation like a badass, like I'm like straight a, out of Jedi, Jedi. Fallen yeah. Order. That's not <laughs> yeah. me. What I'm saying is like I can, I can live like any other animal than a squirrel who's like or a rabbit who's like every moment right. is like predator 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 right, predator right, right, right. goal and then book it like right, right, right. i don't have to go into a new room and be worried i don't have to go regardless of size and stature like i know that that has something to do with it as well yeah six but like, foot five i'm just saying guy, yeah i'm so but <laughs> my background though of like being yeah. bullied and like always getting yeah, yeah, beat yeah. up all the time yeah, yeah, yeah you would think that i'd have the opposite effect right, right, right. but there's a there's a calming sense that i get with at least knowing that like my bases are covered mm-hmm. i have I don't necessarily have a strategy, but I have training. Right. Like I have reflexes. Right. I have things that are just muscle memory that it's not even like I got punched in the face and gave up. It's like I get punched, take the blow, figure out where the threat's coming from, and react. Like a lot of my fighting is reactionary. It's yeah. not even like, okay, I'm going to jab, yeah, and then yeah, I'm going to yeah, write. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like opening, bam. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, punch yeah. coming, dock. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just muscle memory at this point. So I have a, not to brag, but there's just a sense of comfort in my lifestyle of peace. Right. And I don't go looking for trouble, but I have peace. Yeah. I have way more peace. And I think that comes along with training in martial arts. A lot of martial artists are like the calmest types of people. Of yeah. course, there are assholes who are oh, like yeah. with a short leash of ego yeah. and they're I'll, all I'll looking for be. trouble. But those are the beginners, right? Yeah, yeah. Once you get past that stage, martial arts teaches you a, a bunch of things. Yeah. Like what you're referring to being used to or being comfortable with uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. that's what i've learned when i was growing up too you yeah. know it was my first time actually having to uh be in front of people to test for my belt mm-hmm. you know knowing you know the, the the pressure that comes with it knowing what success and failure feels like uh knowing what it's like to be praised knowing what uh hard work leading to results feel like those are all my first times with martial arts, before everything else, before getting my A in class or F in class, right? And uh, I think a lot of the world now, people who are under a lot of stress, uh, unfortunately don't have that advantage of being in situations and even worse, avoiding situations Mm -hmm. completely to not be used to that type of uncomfortability. And it causes a lot of problems. I think it causes a lot of issues between people themselves. They don't right. understand people. And they just either avoid or start shit, yeah. right? And uh, everybody needs to get like into martial arts. And it, the buzzword nowadays in MMA is like, I've had someone told me, it's like, you do martial arts? It's like, oh, yeah, I do, I do. Do you do martial arts? It's like, no, I do MMA. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> do you know what <laughs> MMA stands for, you dumbass? But like, mixed martial arts was... The moniker occurred because people before attributed martial arts to one style, yeah. right? Structure. But now, but before, it used to be just anything, right? Mm-hmm. Anything with martial arts. It needs to revert back mm-hmm. to just martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, well, it's martial well arts. known enough. Yeah, right? martial it's, arts. It's just add an S, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, uh, how, I don't know how you guys feel about this. And maybe, Derek, this is a question to you first. Um. The onslaught of MMA being popular is great. It's mm-hmm. great for the world to know that 
these are legitimate things. Because growing up, people made fun of us doing kung fu. Oh, you do kung fu? You do karate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you kicked him in the face. And they stopped that shit. But now people are like, oh, shit. You do kung fu? You do karate? It's a different story right now, right? Uh, With that comes with people kind of looking down on specialized martial arts. Like, I feel like a lot of mixed martial artists feels like just because you've been concentrating the last 20 years in kung fu and boxing that you're somehow inferior to now me having a hodgepodge of skills that is not developed. Like, like, do you get this sense or am I the only one in this? No, that's definitely a thing. I mean, if you watch any videos on YouTube with any martial arts that aren't MMA, you're going to see comments that are like, the, you know, the, that wouldn't work in a real fight. That work the most fight. dangerous warriors <laughs> in the world all collected in the YouTube <laughs> yeah. comment section. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's also kind of bad attitudes on uh, with some people where like, well, it's because MMA has rules and this thing's too deadly for MMA, which, you know, there's a lot of you know puffing yourself up on for mma and other people so um i think it's good that people are interested in martial arts but the yeah there's definitely a lot of uh you know poo-pooing you know kung fu or uh karate or taekwondo and i think people are measuring all the martial arts against like maybe like one standard or something like that. Like basically the MMA guys, what I get is they're saying, Hey, what's this karate stuff? That's not good MMA. And Mm. it's like, well, yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, they're basically, they're basically saying MMA is the, the thing that you measure everything against. Mm -hmm. So of course something's not going to be good MMA because it's not, it's literally not trying to be that thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, this is something different. And I think that the thing that always comes to my mind is, I forget the exact line, but there's a scene in um, Fearless with Jet Li mm-hmm. where he's talking to the kung fu, uh, karate prote- uh, practitioner. And the, the crux of his thing is that it's not the martial art, it's the person, mm-hmm. which the I think is where it should always be because, of course, yeah. you know, different level of skill within the individual um, matters and like mm-hmm. the attitude or that sort of thing. Um, but you know, someone might counter like, well, what if you took someone who took five years of MMA and five years of karate? And it's like, it's, it's so hard to compare these things Mm -hmm. because there's just, it's, it's, it's a human activity. There's so much variation, you know, how many years did they, how many days within that year did they train? You know, like what were they doing? Were they actually practicing with sparring? Because sometimes you're not doing sparring. Of course, if you're going to be practicing with another person, a lot, then you're going to be better at doing that, yeah. you know, or if you're just alone and you're just making really amazing roundhouse kicks, you'll be good at that. Um, one of the things that I'm learning now with my Sistema class is because um, that's pretty much always with a partner. There's mm-hmm. pretty much nothing that you can do by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just learning about like, you know, where my hands go yeah. when I'm trying to do something to the other person, whereas Kung Fu before was mostly like forms and kicks. Mm-hmm. And we did like a little bit of sparring, but usually his mentality was like, you know, <laughs> practice for 10 years, then do some sparring. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then you don't, you can learn about like you're controlling yourself before you worry about like hitting someone else. Cause it's very old school. Cause like mm-hmm. my, my, my Kung Fu Sifu, he, uh, he spoke like half Chinese and half English. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty much exactly what you would picture. Like this guy from mainland China you go into the school, it's kind of like a little bit dingy. 
uh, he's in his desk chair, his legs like on top of the desk. He's like smoking <laughs> because of course he's smoking. Yeah. And, you know, like he grew up doing martial arts because there's like nothing else to do mm-hmm. where he grew up. Um, but I'm, I'm getting a little bit away from the topic. But there is definitely like animosity between like uh, the different styles, which, you know, surprise, surprise, styles of combat and about fighting and defeating other people has people in it who are kind of toxic yes it's kind of losing the whole idea of what makes a martial art i mean of course bruce lee was the pioneer in this idea is like having no style as style but literally mma is becoming a style having no style as style like now they're 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 kind of poo-pooing on all the all the other martial arts which is what it was trying to avoid right the idea is that there is no school or single school that is better than the other but to say that mma fighters are better than any other martial arts kind of walking the same thing and just to quote i'm gonna throw a bunch of bruce lee quotes here go for it because you you kind of remind me of bruce lee quote saying like before i did martial arts or something to that nature a punch was just a punch after i did martial arts a punch wasn't just a punch but after i mastered martial art a punch was just a punch Mm -hmm. so i feel like every martial artist in any style at a certain point becomes free of that style right at a certain point they break free and they become their person and they integrate who they are as a person into their fighting style because as you're training you're just following the rules and getting used to the system even if mma right maybe you're combining a bunch of systems like when you're on the ground you go to jiu-jitsu when you're on standing you implement a lot of muay boxing or boxing themselves and you know all that stuff so you're switching modes, but there are rules or like best practices that you're following still. Yeah. But it is only in a fight as a fighter where you kind of just forget all the rules and just react, right? Yeah. And just mostly rely on instincts and what is best for that situation. And I feel like every style has that point of like, how do I react to a yeah. situation? So I think we can unpack the argument right here and kind of just put a, a stake through it and send this podcast to everybody. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm the be all end all, but let's just be analytical about it. I feel like mixed martial arts is literally going the path of being a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at a fight, ruled fighting, fighting within a combat system, oh, man. keeps fights in that system, exactly. keeps fight in those rules. Mm-hmm. And so I can see why someone says MMA is the most effective because they're thinking in street fight scenario, it could be standing up, could then go to being in a clinch, could then go to being on the ground, could then go to being someone has your back. Like the fight evolves. It it takes place in many different stages and different scenarios. But that's in a ring though. But but even outside of a ring, like Outside of a ring, dude? I am going for the feet stomp. But, oh, that's fine. Eye gouge. That's fine. That's fine. And the but nut shot, dude. That's fine. I get, what <laughs> I'm illustrating, all, though, I'm is what it, I'm yeah. illustrating is literally yeah. in MMA, you're training for multi-situational yeah. fighting. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. WTF Taekwondo, you're training for kicking hogus yeah, yeah, and yeah. tapping head. Yeah. Right, right. I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to, like, But they're mostly the concentrated Exactly. On when a you're looking area. at a combat system that's fighting within a rule set, it's training to be effective in certain situations. I will say mixed martial arts is training to be effective multi-situational. Mm-hmm. So I can see the argument of somebody saying, this is why MMA is about yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I shit on that argument by saying, MMA, you're being a jack of all trades. You're trying to prepare yourself as best you can for whatever situation the fight ends right. up being in. Is it a grapple? Is it striking? Is there distance? Am right. I chasing you? Are you chasing me? Am I on my back? Am I yeah. on your back? So I get the strength of why being multidimensional is important, especially when you're talking about real-life scenarios. Completely fine. Now, 
I have no problem mm. with somebody who like wants to learn how to weaponize their hands and studies boxing. Yeah. Someone who wants to weaponize their feet studies taekwondo. Somebody who wants to weaponize grappling studies wrestling, studies Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Somebody who wants to study lethality and goes for like Krav Maga. Like, yeah. I understand the benefits of why other systems exist and I have no problem with anybody who's like a fucking black belt times two, three, four in any of those systems. Sure, they might be a master of that thing, but who knows what they also do in the event that the fight goes to the ground, yeah. in the event that there's a clinch, in the event that there's there's way too many variables to just assume that because they've studied a lot of boxing, that's all that they're going to do if you were to get in a street fight with that person. Right. You're opening yourself up for an opportunity for an ass whooping yeah. because anybody dedicated enough to learn that much about one thing, who knows? Bruce Lee was so unassuming. He's like the best example. Mm -hmm. Everybody I know, without knowing Bruce Lee's resume, tenure, mm -hmm. with him and his shirt on, you see five, five foot, foot six skinny Asian dude yeah, yeah, yeah. with a badass face who yeah. has an attitude yeah, yeah, yeah. and like thinks he's the shit or yeah, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you go knock the drink out of his hand. You're being a bully to him. Yeah. And then Bruce Lee lights you up before you can even respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Jeet Kune Do? Who knows? Was it Taekwondo? Was it Wushu? Was it... It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. This guy was dedicated to learning how to weaponize himself. Yeah. Regardless of having a system or not having a system. Yeah. So, to end the argument, in my opinion, mm. respect anybody who's interested in learning about fighting. Yeah. Because there's something about them that shows that they're dedicated to a pursuit of a martial art. Yeah. Which is... I respect that, right? Mm -hmm. Mixed martial arts, I get it. You can't be like, oh, I learned everything. It's not that you've learned everything. You're learning how to be effective in as many situations as possible. Mm -hmm. I also respect that. Yeah. But I will not look at the two systems and be like, one is better than the other because you're you, you making that statement, clearly you have some sort of criteria where you're elevating why you think mixed martial arts is better. Mm -hmm. And I can, I can flip that on the other side and say, okay, you're 10 feet away from me. Mm -hmm. Show me your Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm on top of you. Show me your Taekwondo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, show me your MMA. You're way over there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I'm faster than you. Yes. I can literally outrun you. Yes. Like, you, you have to take the idea of a mixed martial arts and just say that, like, look, situational, there could be one that's better than the other. Like, yeah. I'm literally on top of you raining down blows. If I never studied boxing, I never studied Muay Thai. I'm like Dan Severn. I'm like palm slapping. Like mm -hmm. Dan Severn had problems in the UFC in the early days. He didn't really want to strike. He didn't know how. Mm -hmm. He was a champion. He was mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Awesome wrestler. Mm -hmm. Like legitimate awesome wrestler. I would never fight Dan Severn in his prime, even yeah. in his old age. Yeah. Never. Yeah. But situationally, I can see where he's got clear advantages. And then in others, I can see where like exactly. he's fish out of water. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's my, that's my way of saying it doesn't matter. Don't don't waste your time fucking arguing with commenters what mm. you think is better or worse. Yeah. Because once you're in a situation, you'll see what was more effective in that situation in that moment. Mm -hmm. I would not take an ong bak knee to the face from anybody. Yeah. I will avoid that at all costs. Yeah. I will not take a crescent kick, axe kick, fucking side kick right. from any taekwondo right. person. I will avoid that at all costs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even as an MMA person, I've been trained mm -hmm. to handle situations. Mm -hmm. But the easiest way to not get fucked up. It's to avoid situations. Right, right. So that's that's my two cents. I completely agree with you there. I think so. You go ahead, Derek. I was gonna say like something you learn pretty quickly is just like it doesn't take that much to hurt a person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you can get punched accidentally, but like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's that's a thing, big thing I'm learning. But um, another thing I want to say is I think there's differences between like talking about fighters and martial artists. And what I mean is 
I think like MMA people, I assume they're they're trained to be as effective as possible, as fast as possible, because you want to like have a career mm. and yeah. do all this while you're young. But like, you know, what's the longevity of practicing that way? Mm. You know, there, there's certain one, one other good lesson that. Yeah, exactly. One other good lesson that I had from my Sifu was that he would say that, you know what, there are some things that if you drill every single day, like hours and hours and hours, it's still going to take a certain amount of time. It's not like you can take the fast route by exercising even uh, more and more and more because so much of it is mental. And like a lot, there are a lot of things that our bodies just will not do because mentally we haven't quite figured the, those things out yet. So a thing that I say to Warren a lot is like, look, your body would be doing what I'm telling you to do if not for this, mm-hmm. because there's something in there, either fear or hesitation or uh, the way you're interpreting what you're seeing. It's like just not correct. So my, my friend Julio from my Kung Fu class, he used to say to me whenever I was doing something wrong, he would just look at me and say, just do exactly what I tell you to do. Because what he could tell that what I was doing was looking at what he was doing and making my own interpretation, saying, okay, mm. this is what he's doing. He's moving this muscle here and this thing, thing and it would be mm. totally wrong because I didn't have the like perception to mm. interpret what he's doing. Um, but like when I think about like f- fighter versus martial artist, I think, you know, MMA, octagon bloody up the other person but like when i think of like martial artist i think someone who's like doing it for decades and when you like watch their body moving you're like how is the body doing that it's like looking at like a dancer Mm -hmm. Uh, the first time i went to my kung fu class and saw like uh, not even my seat but just other students they're just doing forms and i was just like like it was just so fluid i just couldn't understand what was happening and that's when I was like, okay, I got to I gotta be at the school. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it was basically like watching a movie. Like, oh my God, it's like Jet Li in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no camera in between us. Um, but when I think about martial arts, I'm, because I'm not a fighter. I'm not mm-hmm. thinking about getting into fights. I'm thinking about like, you know, quality of life and just like being kind of relaxed and kind of smooth in real life. Um, I don't know, really have a point there, but that's just some mm-hmm. thoughts. Well, uh, I promised that we were going to unpack this next topic about 15 minutes ago. The cold shower mental yeah. <laughs> approach. So Brandon and I have had some couple of talks about the advantages of cold shower. So all let's right. tie that First in. All, you guys both sound like you have experience. I'll start it off by saying the Navy SEALs do it. All right. Okay. Uh, Will Hoff. So this is a religion I've been trying to start. <laughs> Basically, I'll maybe rule to the two. cold is shower it? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Cold shower is the very first one. Like all I do is our cold showers. I don't even go hot anymore. And it's, um, oh. I do it one in the morning, one at night. And I do it for like, uh, three to five minutes. Right. Um, wow. do all my business in there really quick. Basically <laughs> legit business, just shampooing. Uh, but basically, the idea is that it wakes you up. And I've been arguing with Larry with this because I think it's a great way to start your day. But also, it keeps you awake because um, when you go in there, there's this constant fear because you're already imagining the cold water hitting your, your, your skin, your body, right? And you're freezing up. And so, you got to get past that. So, there's a, every time I turn on the shower... There's a good like two, three minutes of prepping myself up at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now I just walk in. But that constant reminder of fear is a great way to attack life. Like everything that I do mm-hmm. throughout the day is the same walking down that mentality. Is like, all right, this is actually 
you know, pretty scary or, or like I got to prep myself or I see myself doing it, but yeah. then, you know, I got to really um, push myself to do it. That's what I'm preparing every day, every morning, every night. And so I've already seen like the amplification, the benefits and everything that I'm doing where I'm not as scared to do it the very first time. And that's all just from taking a fucking cold shower. So I, I think it's like very valuable, but it also uh, does other things too, like uh, your, your body gets used to the cold more. You don't get sick as much. There's a lot of benefits to, to having cold showers. Um, but I learned that from, you know, recently just re reinvigorating, but a lot of that comes from like a lot of the stuff that I learned when I was growing up as a martial artist is, you know, you're always learning new forms, new jumps, new kicks, new tricks. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is walking through that fear first mm -hmm. before you actually do it, but you apply it to life. There's a lot of things and new things that we're always doing. Mm -hmm. And the constant thing uh, that keeps popping up first is stop, right? It's always the stop, 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 stop. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And so this is something I told Larry, like you need to take this cold shower movement, man, because it is it is very applicable. It's, yeah. it's, it's something... Well, you see benefits right away. Let me ask you this then. Yeah. Do you feel like now you're at the point where you've got it? Like you've learned the lesson? Oh, Can you dude. go back to hot showers? Go to hot showers? So <laughs> let's, like, okay, I get let's it. Cool. <laughs> well, I mean, hot showers, obviously, there's a lot of health benefits. You know, uh, if you go in the sauna, if you go to the steam room, you know, especially before you go to sleep, it relaxes the body. You go to sleep a lot faster. And so there's, there's an extreme benefit to both sides. Um, but for that reason, if you were to take a hot shower in the morning, right, your, your mind goes and shut down in relaxed mode, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's not alert, right? Uh, you're more unwilling to try new things, in my opinion. But that's why it's great for at nighttime. So I would do maybe start my shower cold and do a little hot and then back to cold mm -hmm. if you guys want to mix it up like that. Oh, Jesus. But like, I, what's your I, what's what's your like, well, well, Derek? So, what, what? First of all, yeah, Derek, what what is yeah. your experience with cold showers? So I I'm still starting warm because I still like a warm shower, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'll fi I'll finish it cold, uh, and I don't I don't quite I don't go for like three or five minutes. I'm just like okay my my face I'll my face my body and everything all sides I'll finish mm -hmm. it cold. Um, but the thing this kind of good segue is to something else I learned in martial arts uh is uh breathing is really important so like the first time you mm -hmm. try to do cold shower just make sure just breathe <laughs> as much as possible yeah. like because like the, the the thing that i'm learning especially with the sistema is where breathing is really important i mean it's, it's important all of them but sistema focuses a lot on breathing but uh the thing that i realized is that i think a lot of us or at least again me uh find myself in just everyday situations where I realize that, oh my God, why am I not breathing right now? I should be breathing. Mm -hmm. So like, so from the shower example, cold water hits, you're like, <laughs> you're like oh. sounds you about know? right. <laughs> because if, if you're going to be like this, then it's only going to get worse. You yeah, know, you got to like, relax. Yeah. You have to breathe. I mean, you think about, uh, there are very few things that I think people think about that sort of like fast breathing. The only thing I could think of is like, uh, classes when you're when a uh, woman's like pregnant you know they're mm. like breathe breathe so then if this is like the most painful thing that humans endure then we could probably take some lessons from this that breathing yeah. is important but like the thing i take from everyday life is that there's certain things that we do 
where we find ourselves like straining. So for example, like you're reaching for something that's out of reach. You're like, yeah. you know, and usually that's what we do. Or, or maybe even like we sit down, we're like, ah, you know, if you've mm -hmm. ever done that when you're sitting down, mm -hmm. that's the exact opposite of what you should be doing in that situation. Yeah. You should be breathing more because it's painful or something. So now I try to catch myself in those situations. So instead of going, I go, and then it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's nice and clear. The, the analogy I... The analogy I use is that it's basically like if you're holding it in, you're like you're like a, a balloon. Mm -hmm. So you're like picturing like you try to like picture like bending a balloon that's really inflated, where it's like it's a, it's it's all light light and loose after that, yeah. and mm -hmm. then everything's easier. So uh, I'm always trying to tell Warren, I'm saying just breathe more because I'll see him punching or something like that. he will be like, yeah, I'll be like very. Are you breathing? I'm not going to I'm not going to carry you home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just breathe like and you see like boxers and stuff like mm -hmm. like the breathing through the nose, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh with like all the punches. It's mm -hmm. like um but so I know back to the cold shower. I just I start warm and then I go cold and it's pretty refreshing. It takes right. a while but breathing is really important to But get it's very gotta, true. Gotta, like how you this. how you approach in the shower like when you're super like stiff is mm -hmm. pretty much how you approach like new situations, right? Like how do you approach new situations that is scary? Do you come in and relax? You know, you anticipate this is the type of training. There's a reason why it traces back in mainland China old school martial arts are taking showers under the waterfall right this, there's a lot of benefits to it yeah exactly dude but that is what it is because the reason why i do it three to five is because i want my body to get used to the cold mm -hmm. where you know how you would jump in the pool mm -hmm. or the ocean your body matches up with yeah, the temperature yeah. at a certain point so i stay there just enough where i'm like it doesn't bother anymore and then i get out that's when i get out yeah. all right I, i'm gonna weigh in with Go this uh <laughs> For me, I personally don't believe I have a fear of new situations. I actually enjoy new challenges mm -hmm. or things that I don't know, mm -hmm. right? So, like, I'm actually excited by a new opportunity to, hey, this is a new experience. Have you ever done this before? Hell no. Let's go mm -hmm. see it, right? Because mm -hmm. that adds more memories to my life that I can call out. Mm -hmm. When you have five days in a row that are exactly the same, those five days just fly by. Mm -hmm. And when you're old, you can't really recall any unique experience from that. Yeah. So, I love, like, unique experience, new shit. I already know the outcome of what's going to happen if I take a cold shower. I'm going to be miserable. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, not I'm telling you, man. It. You got to try it for five days straight. Well, what I do, do you have to lose? You well, have the rest of your life to take I do, off I do have a I do have, I guess, a pat on the back for you both for even trying this. Is yeah. I am very familiar with the body's adaptabilities. Yeah. I know that like you want your body to be pushed and pulled out of comfort zones and mm -hmm. force it to be able to react because that's actually better for you long term. Yes. So I see benefits there of like, hey, I'm forcing my body to use this thing. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to forget about doing this thing. I don't want to ever get so comfortable that let's say I'm unfortunately in this situation, my body can't handle it. Of course. You know, you're, I'm not used to running. Body. I'm not exactly. used to lifting or exerting force. I'm not used to and that's, carrying. I'm not used to... Yeah, that's, so a, that's a great point. That. Like in this country where we're comfortable mm -hmm. mostly right uh we're always warm because we have the clothes to put on yeah, if yeah. we are cold uh the, the the survivability of the modern man or woman mm -hmm. is way lower in other countries or even back in the old yep. times and primitive days because our body is not used to danger right mm -hmm. so being able to adapt to uncomfortable situations and training your body you have a longer chance to actually mentally and physically get through that yeah i think yeah. 
we we're kind of becoming a society of maintaining comfort zone is like the status quo. Like we want to stay comfortable. We want to be warm when it's cold or we want to be cold when it's too hot. And we have ways of like modulating. Yes. We want to eat the foods we want. We want rest. We want fun. We want, we want to like, we have these very narrow comfort zones because we're doing everything we can to not have to stretch that. Mm -hmm. But imagine, and like, again, this is benefits to you guys and kudos where I'm not yet on that journey, (laughs) but I can at least recognize what I see. Right. The more you go outside of your comfort zone with a high frequency, the more large your comfort zone becomes. Yeah. If you can handle cold showers, then really any shower is now a shower. Yeah. You're not complaining like, oh, my God, yeah. I, I, this is an insufferable life because yeah. I can't afford yeah. my water heating. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. my God. Uh, you know, I, I have to run for a mile. Yeah. I can't do this. This is an insufferable life. Yeah. Well, what happens when your life depends on it? Yeah. You have to run for a mile. Yeah. And you're not used to that. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I can see I can see the benefits of stretching what your body is capable of. Yeah. That's why we're having this talk about martial arts, adding in cold showers or any yeah. sort of like two steps even outside of your comfort zone is life beneficial. Yeah, it's, I recognize that 100%. It's, it's, it's basically uh, all health and fitness yeah. is kind of pointing towards holding back mm-hmm. from comfort, right? Fasting, mm-hmm. intermittent fasting is a huge thing now, but it's just back to the old days where you didn't have yeah. food at every reach, right? Yeah. People literally had to eat within a two-hour window. Yeah. But that trains the body to what it's really good at, being used to the situation actually has long-term benefits. Mm. Not everybody had warm showers back then. You know, Now, you know, get used to the damn cold shower because yeah. it actually benefits your body in many other ways too. Our bodies have so many features, mm-hmm. right? Like cars, it's like all I do is put gas in and drive. Oh, yeah. What about the heated seats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the recliner? What about yeah, lumbar? Exactly, like exactly. your body can actually do so many amazing things mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't even try it out because it's it's a step outside of their comfort zone and they feel like their life goal is to just stay in the comfort zone mm-hmm. instead of expand the comfort zone i think if you can expand the comfort zone you'll probably do a lot better for yourself for mm-hmm. your life experiences for your enjoyment but also for your sustainability mm-hmm. and so th- this is my last question to throw to all you guys right okay. knowing that knowing what you know now about martial arts um kind of playing around with different styles in your career if you were to really break it down and of course there's a different application but let's let's go back to just like the primitive days of why they created martial arts to fight right in case you have to fight what would be the top two to three styles that you say hey you should have this in your repertoire to actually be able to survive in a street fight mm-hmm. what would you say mm-hmm. Derek? I, I don't really. Mm. So I mean, the the style that I'm taking right now, Sistema, is basically for that. Like they they say, oh, it's Russian special forces is taught this sort of thing. And you can go to YouTube, uh, Sistema, you see a lot of people poo pooing it because it's really not cinematic martial art. Like mm. there's a lot of martial arts where it's like, okay, that's a really hard punch, that's a hard kick. But like the thing with Sistema, which I like is it kind of also works with that relaxation thing. And the way it works is basically your body is relaxed all the time and you try to resist as little as possible. Uh, So, for example, someone punches you, you know, like here, you try not to be like, you know, like that. You try to be like, and then basically you try to like give them what they want. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that like, it's a little bit like that. It's, 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 it's very disorienting to kind of like get exactly what you want, but then suddenly they like adjust a little bit. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, basically the way, the thing that I say about whenever my instructor demonstrates something is that I just basically feel like he's just playing with my body. He just like he just pokes my elbow, my my shoulder, my hip, and then all of a sudden I'm on the ground. And it's kind of it's like really disorienting and confusing. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like it a totally like different to weight, dude. <laughs> it's a totally it's a totally it's a totally different mentality to for like how the fight ends mm -hmm. and because i didn't really have a strategy with my other kung fu also because mm -hmm. we didn't do much sparring but mm -hmm. my understanding was that it's probably gonna be like okay just try to hit the person as hard as possible get that hit in whatever whereas this one it's kind of like uh you know just go with the flow and kind of move them around and confuse them and then you know certain joint locks and stuff like that will just they'll just end up on the ground if you do it correctly and it's never it never feels aggressive never like i'm never like on the ground and be like Ugh, it's more like what just happened mm -hmm. and from what i've seen that's pretty cool because like i'm not an aggressive person and if i were to like take someone down i would like for it to be in that sort of style where uh, I don't know, it's a bar or something like that. Someone tries to do something. And then I just basically sort of confuse them, hit them in certain key spots, just try things out. And then all of a sudden, like, they're sort of dif diffused. Like, yeah. that's a good word for it, is that with the style system, a lot of it is about, like, de-escalation and kind of diffusing their aggression. Because the thing is, is like, if someone is like this, and they're like, let's do this, and you're kind of trading blows... The thing that the, my instructor taught me is that you basically can get energy or give energy to the other person by being like all intense like that. But if someone's kind of not giving that back to you, it's it's like kind of hard to kind of ma maintain that kind of yeah. sort of attitude. Yeah. Um, so I think system is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. um, but again, I'm not a street fight person, yeah. so good, I man. can't. But it also it, it's pretty versatile too because they also do ground stuff as well, which this is the first time I've learned any sort of uh, ground related things. And a lot of it is about like constantly moving and getting out of a situation. Like we learn about roles and just basically never getting stuck anywhere. Mm. So there's always a situation where, like someone has your arm twisted in a way. There's something to do for that. If someone's like you know attacking your feet, there's something to do for that. So I think it's pretty cool. All right, uh, I'll jump in next. If I was designing Larry Charles, the like $6 million man martial artist from beginning, knowing what I know now, taking out my interests, right? Or what like I personally am interested in, if I were to just magic wand myself, I think what I would probably do, and this is just me, mm -hmm. the three things I would pick, I would say, for me, I would cover the biggest threats of a fight that I think of. I think there's striking involved. I think there's a grappling aspect. And then I think that there's like, maybe choke finisher like especially now because a lot of people know those types yeah. of things even the first two is like a great way to cover all bases but you're not gonna get everything there yeah but i guess if i was plotting it out i'd probably say like actual tie kickboxing because i think every part of your body that can be weaponized they do this fist elbow shins yeah. knees yeah uh forearms you know what i mean like multiple ways to strike and be very effective mm -hmm. i don't see a lot of like like high flash or like unnecessary it's like no this is an effective elbow this is an effective sidekick this is an effective jab kick roundhouse so i think striking for me i really like the idea of like getting really good at kickboxing uh, i would for sure study wrestling there's a lot of grappling involved especially in just random encounter fights yeah 
sometimes people will bum rush you. Sometimes, you know, you are locked up in some sort of a clinch yeah. and you don't want to throw a knee. You just want to get them to the ground and take away all of their power to strike you. So yeah. I think like a good wrestling background helps. And then, you know, of course, I love the idea of like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu just because like the philosophy behind why that even exists mm -hmm. to see like Helio Gracie taking on, you know, his sons mm -hmm. and like whooping their ass, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 70 years old, like still teaching them stuff about getting chokes or yeah, yeah. neutralizing their positions or advancing his own positions. And I'm no expert in any of these, like mm -hmm. by far. Mm -hmm. But if I was designing, like, redesigning myself, I would probably... Do like one emphasis on striking, one emphasis on grappling, and then like a, a choke submission type. Mm -hmm. And I'd feel very confident with that base. Yeah, like yeah. That would be me. Okay. I actually am very similar to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, uh, striking game. Uh, I think with striking game, it'd be good to kind of go with something that has a sparring emphasis to it. Um, Muay Thai boxing does a lot of... Uh, sparring sessions boxing too but boxing does it without the legs which i feel is kind of disadvantageous yeah. so mutai i would actually sign off on that uh wrestling is actually pretty important i think wrestling is actually more important than striking to be honest being able to get around the strikes and then actually take them down will immobilize a lot of fighters or anybody in the streets like being able to use the ground as a weapon and then finally, getting to the 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 jujitsu part, right? The locking or submission moves oh, like yeah. that. That would pretty much cover all the bases in a bar fight. But to be honest, without all the rules, dude, yeah. eye gouge, goes, nut man. shot, <laughs> feet stomp. Yeah, That's right. all you really need to do. And then, then like maybe like uh, like a strike to the throat. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. if I were to design martial arts, and you come into my my studio, dude, yeah. it'd be just like. Nut shot. <laughs> There's the, four basic moves to the Brandon Marshall. Yeah. You get your black belt in three weeks. Yeah, and every everything else is dancing around, yeah. right? You might throw in some boxing footwork mm -hmm. there and do some jump rowing, but it's just to get to the nut shot yeah. <laughs> or some distractions, <laughs> some fainting up here, and the nut shot. Because that really is what it boils down to in a in a in a uh. in a street fight. That's the one thing that I feel the MMA movement is moving too far for. Mm -hmm. They're trying to advertise as the the everything street fight, but it's not. It isn't. You got to remember MMA is like a gentleman street fight. Yeah, it's a very gentleman street fight, right? There's rules in place. It's not a survivor type of street fight. If you're talking about street fight, street fight, it's Bro, WWE. I've seen some nasty stuff, yeah. right? WWE, right? Where you can grab props and chairs, and you knock props. that motherfucker down. He said props. Yeah. But, like, this, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is years of doing martial arts. Yeah. You're hearing from years of martial artists, and this is what I boil it down to, right? Nut shot, eye gouge, throat, throat punch, and then, you know, just work on those legs to run away in case yeah. things go bad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. just be, be really good at running yeah. and sprinting out of there. Maybe some parkour if you want to do some Jackie Chan stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, let's... I, I want to disclaimer this whole podcast by yeah. saying this one last thing for me. Yeah. Um, this isn't like Expendables. This isn't no. Bloodsport. No. This isn't Ralph Macchio shit. No. That movie shit is very entertaining. Yeah. But let's talk about real life for a moment. Me studying martial arts and everything that I love about it. It's great fitness. Yeah. Sure, like I'm getting some self-discipline. I'm achieving goals. Yes. And like I'm getting gratification and right. feedback by getting belt ranks. Yeah, sure. All that self-serving stuff. I personally love it. Yeah. But the real thing is, this is real life scenario, and we're in a mostly civilized society mm -hmm. until it isn't. Yeah. 
I just want to be able to handle myself when it isn't, mm-hmm. right? I don't go out looking for fights. I don't go out looking to prove. I don't have anything to prove. I don't have anything to like, I'm going to get nothing out of like bullying people and I don't like bullies in general. I think that, but they exist mm-hmm. and I know that they exist. All of my martial arts training is just to give me peace and comfort while I live life, keep me in shape. And if things go left, I'm prepared to handle left. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't want anyone listening to this podcast to go think like, yeah, I need to go be a badass and learn all this stuff so that I can prey on weak people mm-hmm. or so that I can do X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. If you have any self-respect for yourself or your martial art, you'll know that pursuing it is a fantastic journey full of wisdom, strength, encouragement, support, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Never should you be looking to like, I used to be the guy that get picked on. Mm-hmm. Now I'm the one. Now I'm the alpha wolf, and mm-hmm. I'm going to assert myself any chance I get. Mm-hmm. That's that's not what we're trying to do here. So no. the breakthrough that I want you guys to achieve, or want the listeners to know about, is go look into a martial art. Yeah. It's very beneficial for you, both for survival skills yes. and for health. Yeah. Uh, and definitely, I do not condone or endorse anybody uh, who wants to weaponize yeah. without reason or cause. Right. Traditional martial arts. This is the one benefit I feel that still is dominating uh, versus like new systems or MMA. It's like um, the new systems in MMA are really concentrated on just the output of mm-hmm. physical abilities, mm-hmm. but the philosophy behind it and being patient and all these things that come with traditional martial art is, I feel like it's vastly disappearing. From, yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> because I remember when I was sitting with my Sifu, Don and Seafood Martin, they were of Hispanic origin, which is pretty funny. But they were good. They were really yeah. good. But my grandmaster Seafood was like straight up traditional Chinese. But um, like the times, there were times we would be in class and we would just sit there and talk about martial arts and things like that, right? Of course, I used to go two hours every day, so we weren't being cheated, right? Yeah, <laughs> which is your first thought is like, what the fuck is this? TV. <laughs> Substitute teachers. Yes. But those are the type of things I feel if yeah. I were walking to a wushu class, taekwondo class, an MMA class especially, mm. I will never see. Mm. Like you're not really talking to the kids. And maybe it is very uh, up to the individual coach or sifu that you're yeah. with that actually feels that important or not. But I think average oh, with all these schools, yeah. like there's like 10 or 100 times more amount of schools now in the last 10, 12 years. The concentration is just like get a mass enough, mass am, uh, amount of people of interest to just teach them a few things and let them leave. There yeah. isn't like this relationship of like, hey, you need to respect all elders. You need to martial arts is kind of keep you calm. You'll be the last person in the fight that you should be fighting. You know, all those different things, you know, what it means to actually punch, what it means to be soft and then yeah. firm at yeah. the release. You know, there's I don't feel like there's enough of that nowadays. Maybe it's. Yeah, no. it, it's, I'm wrong, but I, I don't see much of that as being an emphasis because MMA. When you watch MMA and you watch UFC and all these guys, it's all about the fight, mm-hmm. and it's less. I think it would be more compelling, and I think responsible to kind of talk about or dedicate some segment to what it really means to be a martial artist. Yeah. You know, I think there's. Uh, sorry to jump. Back. I think there's people out there that also agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would love like a mixed martial arts approach to their fighting styles or to their like self-defense strategies who would also like the like philosophy who would also like the like actual structure behind why you're defending yourself this way mm. who don't give a shit about the sensationalized violence yeah. in mixed martial arts yeah. the problem that we're faced with is like UFC is also a business yes. and so like 
know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And that's, they want to see what, the fight. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Derek Lou, do you have a one last nugget you want to drop on the on the folks? Yeah, one thing I was thinking is the reason that I love martial arts, one one of many, but in the other reason I think that people should do it is that it's a really good way to um, it's it's a good way to get fit because it's working towards a goal. Uh, like there's so many different things in any given martial art, like punching, kicking, grappling, whatever, that when you're doing it, you realize, oh, my God, I should do more crunches or I should do more squats or something like that. And it gives you purpose to those kind of boring exercise things like, you know, using weights. Whereas if without martial arts, I wouldn't really be inclined to go to a gym and do those things because it's just like, what am I doing this for? But if I have an actual thing where I'm thinking, okay, wow, if I, my abs are better, then um, I can kick faster or something like yeah. that. Or uh, I, I can kind of maneuver quicker if my legs are stronger, that sort of thing. So I really think that it's good to do martial arts, to just have those things that you can work on. And then all the kind of boring exercise things, just you just end up wanting to do them because like you see the results, like you hear the pad uh, get hit harder when you punch it. You're like, yes, the thing worked because of this other thing that I did. It doesn't feel as much like a grind, like, okay, let's do some more weights or something like that. Um, and also there's a, the accountability of just like having a class that yeah. you have to show up to, which is a really, really big part of it, which is, I think, probably most of the reason why a lot of people have personal trainers, just so then that yeah. someone will hold them accountable. Yeah. Um, so... If you can find a good martial arts school, then I think it's really good for that reason. And the advice that I give people is to find a place where the instructor is really, really good. Like, yeah. don't like when I went in, I thought about style. I thought, like, what's the style that I want to do? But I came out thinking, okay, as long as the instructor is good, then that's amazing. If it's yeah. a style that you're interested in, but the instructor's bad, then that's going to be a terrible experience. Yeah. Um, and also I, th I'm biased towards schools, which don't have belts because, uh, you, there are a lot of school, like the, the whole business model of martial arts teaching is really difficult. And a lot of schools do like belt tests and stuff like that as a way to augment the, uh, the, the school, like you have to pay like $60 or something like that to take the test. And then maybe you fail, you have to take it again, something like that. So, uh, like my, my Kung Fu school was just like you know, pretty much like a in karate kid when he's like, what kind of belt do you have? And he's like, oh, JC Penny, 1095 or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think <laughs> that it's, it's, it's also like, it doesn't, it makes a different mentality with the students when you didn't, you don't have levels. Everyone knows yeah. how good you are and uh, you kind of hold yourself accountable in that way. Yeah. All right. so, uh, again, I have to thank you very much for being a podcast black belt. <laughs> so thanks for coming on here and giving our users and listeners your time, your knowledge, and your expertise. I can't wait to see what things you do in your own martial arts career. I'm so happy to see that you have a student. And uh, I hope that that even becomes a path that you continue to explore because you have a great way of explaining things. And I can just imagine, you know, learning martial arts from you would probably be awesome as well. So shout out to your first student who made you a teacher. Shout out to you for taking that step. That is an invisible wall that you broke through. You literally determined, or you literally told us the moment where he was like, do you teach? Mm -hmm. And you 
could have said, no, I don't, and stayed in the comfort zone, or you said, yes, I do, and you had a breakthrough. So that's what we're all about here, Invisible Walls, the podcast about breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Derek, again. If you want to check, chat with Derek, go to his uh, Twitter account at Derek underscore Derek Lou, Lou right? Yeah. I'm going to throw this up. Derek I'm going to throw this up just so I don't butcher it. Let's make sure. There we go. There we go. And then hide the... Here we go. Oh, yeah. oh okay. here we go. All right. So uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Awesome. Always, I'm sure we'll see you again at some point. And let us know how yeah, we can absolutely. help you in any way. Sure. All right. Uh, cool. Thanks. See ya. <laughs>